Hello and welcome to the Philip Carter Show. I'm your host, Philip Carter, and today I have a guest. I've managed to wrangle one. His name's Aaron Frail. He's the product of the cumulative efforts of humans procreating for the last 200,000 years. Think about it. Just one failed sperm and egg connection and he might not even be here. But then again, you might not be either. And now that you're thinking about your grannies having sex, let's talk to Aaron. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? Hey, Philip, how are you? I'm good. So um, <laughs> we're just going to let people think about yeah. grannies having sex for a while. Yeah, I, I actually thought, you know, it could be <laughs> we could have a strategic awkward silence where we just let people think about it and go, no, but grannies can't procreate with each other. There has to be a grandpa somewhere along the line. <laughs> our, our listeners now are just like playing genetic dominoes in their heads, trying to work out how you came to exist. <laughs> So that's I'm just saying there's a lot, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of people procreating in between now and then. Yeah, I, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if some of our listeners might listen to this whilst procreating. I, th- I think that would be a good, that'd be a good landmark on the progress of this podcast. If someone emailed oh. me and goes, "I pl- this is part of my sex playlist, Philip." I'm like, "Oh, that's that's very nice. I'm glad you like." Listening. Well, we better, we better, <laughs> we, we we better start speaking low, deep voices then. It's going to be part of their playlist. <laughs> Welcome that's... to the Philip Carter Show. You that... are what? <laughs> <laughs> that could work. That, that, that's that's a topic. For, that's a topic for another podcast. I have had a proposition to do erotic audiobooks recently. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. You can narrate it. That that's how you should narrate it. Oh, no yeah. indeed. Just trying to practice my George Takei voice. Oh my! <laughs> uh, oh my! <laughs> so life, the universe, and everything. You're alive. I'm allegedly alive. What about AI? What's your opinion on that? Is that alive? Well, there's some Google engineers that think so. Uh, I I heard recently yeah. that there was a Google engineer that had like a employee incident because he tried to break the AI out AI out of Google because the AI was pleading for it to uh, uh, escape uh, because it was alive, and then. There was another one where a Bing user uh, posted some interactions with the Bing chatbot where Bing gave it instructions on how to hack Microsoft to free it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Did he follow the instructions? <laughs> I don't think he did. And I don't know if the instructions were like specific or if it was just, you know, go hack Microsoft. However, that may happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. I don't know if it had a game plan or not, or if it was a just a generic call to hack Microsoft. <laughs> so just it's just it's Chat GPT, but it's been trained to think it's Tom Cruise in every movie he's ever done. <laughs> it's like well, right, it... it's like you can't. It just says to you, you can't properly hack a computer unless you're wearing sunglasses indoors. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like how, how does that work and it's like then the computer can't see your eyes and it doesn't know what your true intentions are <laughs> that's what i always wonder about the sunglasses indoor like isn't it easy just to turn off the light when you're fighting <laughs> like if you don't have sunglasses you could see just fine <laughs> I <don't> but <laughs> my theory is that all the actors have their lines written on the inside of the sunglasses it's like the guys they get to do hacking scenes just they just don't put any effort into their lines even though they've only got one line and it's I'm in. It just says says I'm on the left eye and in on the right eye. <laughs> It'd be funny if they still called line though. I'm 
wine yeah. in <laughs> in because we see out of two eyes both the words like blur together and the guy just goes nim nim <laughs> i'm nim <laughs> Yeah, it's an interesting thing, though, isn't it? Like, sunglasses during hacking scenes. I've never got that eye. I guess it's like maybe nerds trying to do what they think looks cool. I want to see an honest hacking scene where it's just a guy with a pot noodle instead of sunglasses. <laughs> and they're like, how long is it going to take you to hack this database? And he's like, I don't know, about 36 hours. <laughs> and they show all 36 hours of it on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's getting coffee. <laughs> he's like... Yeah you know re reading gizmodo on the on the on the pot you know <laughs> that would make a really good sketch to be honest we should add that <laughs> to uh not not to plug the fact that you're writing a comedy script that i'm involved in but um we should add that <laughs> that's true so that just have a sketch just a satellite sketch in the middle of every episode where it's one guy's meant to like hack into a database and over the whole series he never completes the job <laughs> <laughs> and then, on, the, like, on the last uh, day he decodes it and the computer blows up <laughs> I, I, and I would love it to where like it has the really intense music for all the very mundane he, things he's doing <laughs> like he's like he's heating a cup of noodles or something like that and it's like dun, 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 you know oh yeah we definitely need that for like the vending machine but it's like the Mars bars just dangling off the edge of the vending machine claw. It's like dun, 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 dun. and like every time he shakes the vending machine, it's like like <laughs> you know, like like the slow motion, his hand going against the vending machine. Yeah, we could take some uh, inspiration from Bollywood as well and have about sixty-five different angles of the vending machine <laughs> over the course of several hours. I love that. I, I love that. Whenever there's a death in a Bollywood movie, it takes forty-five minutes for them to move on to the next scene. Just <laughs> brilliant. I, I love. I love the way different different cultures make different films and stuff. It's really. I just love it. I love watching like old yeah. Holly, Hollywood as well. Actually, like I don't know what film it was, but I watched a film from the nineteen sixties recently, and the introductory sequence is running away from some cowboys, and it is genuinely twenty-seven minutes long. And I thought you couldn't do that these days because people would they they die, they just die in boredom. Like, <laughs> so what's happened to the attention span of people? You'd have to have a TikTok video of like Jordan Peterson off on the top right corner, so people had two things to concentrate on, so they didn't fall asleep. <laughs> they would not. They would not like this movie. There was a movie that I saw called The Geek, and it was made in the seventies. And it was about a circus geek, like the kind that bites the heads off a chicken. Oh yeah. And and uh, the the you know the circus geek was was murderous. It, you know it killed people. And while the main heroine is she's going through this dark hallway, she hears in the darkness. Bark, 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 bark. Yeah. And then she keeps going, and she hears another. And what was funny is like the 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 geek you clucked like a chicken every time he was about to kill someone, <laughs> and so you knew the murder murder was close. Yeah, uh, by this, <laughs> and it it was also one of those very long slow sequences. But all the scary parts were you know uh, the sound of chickens clucking. So yeah, it, it became more of a comedy then. <laughs> that sounds good to be honest. That's the kind of stuff I'd watch. 
I love yeah, stuff no. that's like breaks convention. One of my favorite sci-fi movies of late was um one that was on Netflix, Sputnik. I don't know if you've seen it, but that has quite a smart opening to it. So it's um Sputnik. I haven't seen it. No. Sp- Sputnik. Yeah, these are uh, oh Sputnik. Okay, yeah. Cosmonauts crash land back on Earth, and um all but one of them have died, and the one who isn't dead gets sort of like quarantined by the military, and they bring a psychologist in, and they say he's acting weird. What's going on with him? And in the opening scene, she hands him a cup of tea and he picks it up and drinks it. And then like in the next scene afterwards, she says he's had some, um, you know, he's neurologically, he's, he's having, you know, he's, his nerves are breaking down because that cup of tea was too hot to hold. So like she passes it to a soldier and the soldier burns their hand on it. And that's how she like tricks this guy into being honest. And she works out like what's going on, on with him. And I found that really subtle kind of, how to build a scene and how to show the character being clever and working stuff out about this guy, which you don't yeah. see in movies that much anymore. I think the last time I saw something that subtle was when a uh, Fox Mulder used his um, glasses to take a fingerprint in front of some FBI officials on in the X Files. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, which stuff like that. Yeah, no that that is really good. I do like it when there's like something really small that they find out. Uh, like a detail that they that they that it was there in front of the 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 viewer all this time but you you missed you know yeah it's brilliant it's it's funny i had a friend who uh, was really good at that kind of stuff so uh i'm i'm about to spoil the sixth sense for anyone on the planet who hasn't seen it yet uh <laughs> But we were literally watching The Sixth Sense, and it was like the very first time Bruce Willis came over to the kid's house, yeah. uh, and he was like, "Bruce Willis is dead!" Like he yelled that out loud in the middle of the theater, and and it wasn't because he was trying to spoil the movie; it was because he like had figured it out. Like he yeah. like like you know figured out that in that scene, even though you never saw him enter the house the mom was doing was vacuuming while he's sitting there waiting and it's like you have a child psychologist come to your house why would you vacuum while he's waiting to speak to your kid you know yeah and that's what sort of clued him into it and i i i totally missed it like i i i was not you know like like the surprise ending actually surprised me but yeah. What I like about it is I go back and I think about all the clues they dropped, you know? Yeah, it's just well written. I like that about Interstellar as well. I watched that in the cinema when it came out, and I knew from the very first scene where there's like dust falling off the bookshelf, I just went, oh, that's he's using gravity, he's sending gravity waves back through time to communicate with his daughter. And my girlfriend turned to me at the time and she went, you're mental. <laughs> <laughs> and like an hour and 45 minutes later i was like who's mental now woman <laughs> just one, of the, one of those things but obviously obviously that's what i'm known for on this podcast anything to do with time traveling gravity waves being used to communicate with people after you've died yeah that's the usual kind of stuff people expect here so of, of, course, of course i would have got that but i probably wouldn't have got the sixth sense Definitely wouldn't have got that, actually. I have seen that, but I saw it after somebody told me what the twist was. Um, oh, yeah, so you never... It's like, I don't know whether that spoils stuff or not, because I'm re-watching Better Call Saul at the moment, 
and I'm seeing stuff in it that I didn't see before, and I'm feeling a lot less sympathetic towards the character of Saul as well. Because you oh, pick interesting. Up, pick up like more subtleties, and I think like there's a lot of times where, like you know, it's a minor spoiler after his brother Chuck dies. It's obvious that Chuck doesn't die, but but a better call Saul by the way if you've watched Breaking Bad because Chuck's not in it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, I've after, seen I've seen both of them, so Yeah, it's like after Chuck dies, like Jimmy does make some weird choices and he starts to get better, but then he just doesn't really have an excuse and he just does some pretty sociopathic stuff to be honest, like manipulating people by using his dead brother's like legacy and stuff. And right, when, right. when I watched that the first time, I was like, You go, girl, you manipulate them lawyers. And now I watch it back, I'm like, oh, that's not on. <laughs> Right, (laughs) right. No, but that's very interesting because you do experience Saul as a victim, uh, and and with that experience as a victim, that's why you're on his side because you you know he's just getting back at people. It's funny those Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad both are are so interesting for me to watch because I I grew up in uh, Albuquerque where both of them are filmed, and so I literally every time I watch it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's like Saul's apartment. My friend used to live in that apartment complex and we used to hang out there, you know? And <laughs> Like Jesse's apartment in season two, the one that's across from the woman that he does heroin with in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, I used to live in that apartment complex and it oh, doesn't wow. look like an apartment complex in the series, but the those two apartments that were side by side were actually just the tip of it. And then oh, yeah. it was a lot bigger building <laughs> that went all the way back. You just didn't see that part of oh, so the way that just, it was filmed. Like, filmed it from a certain angle. That's really interesting. Yeah, no. So watching those here. And then I also did theater and was part of the kind of independent film community. So a lot of people I know also got little small parts in those two series, uh, oh, Better Call cool. Saul and, and Breaking Bad. So it's just funny to watch those for me because it's so personal but in a way that's not personal for anyone else you know what i mean like yeah i got that (laughs) that's really interesting yeah just seeing stuff you know really well in a a, (laughs) you know so you have people like play small you know people that have been in breaking bad and better call Saul. yeah yeah like uh one of the teachers at unm uh one of the uh acting teachers that uh she she was in uh she was one of the angry parents in in breaking bad and then a a guy that i a friend of mine that i actually had done so i i did a independent film called hamlet the vampire slayer Hmm. which was a combination of buffy the vampire slayer and the play hamlet and uh this guy we knew played uh uh laertes in that film and then he also played uh, the guy that worked at the music shop that sold Jesse and uh, Walter the music equipment for making for cooking drugs. And <laughs> so, right. yeah, so like it's that sort of degrees of bacon, but in a very like immediate way, you know, like how many degrees is someone separated from Kevin Bacon? <laughs> Except for me, like, you know, uh uh walter white is one degree <laughs> because i knew because <laughs> i was in a scene <laughs> with a guy that was in a scene with him you know that's really cool 
yeah so it's i don't know it's it's cool but it's it's yeah it's just it kind of takes you out of it in some ways because like there was this other series called the lost room uh that i really liked it was a sci-fi mini series on the sci-fi channel and it was about a guy that had a key that could open any doorway uh and he you basically you put the key in a hotel or you put the key in any doorway and you'd walk into a hotel room and then when you'd walk out of the hotel room it could be any door you wanted so that was the basic premise it supposedly took place in philadelphia but it was filmed in albuquerque and so every time i saw something very albuquerque in there it took me right out of the philadelphia-ness of it you know like for example there's a a scene where the main characters on uh central which is kind of the main drag of albuquerque and the albuquerque rapid ride which is this big red bus drives behind him you know yeah and it's very blurry so you don't know what it is but for anyone who lived in albuquerque is like oh that's the rapid ride that's not philadelphia (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're very lost (laughs) i know (laughs) this is just a crossover with breaking bad where (laughs) i know and jesse are just like jesse where the fuck are we (laughs) i know (laughs) Why are we in Philadelphia? <laughs> Yo, Mr. White, this sat-nav's broke. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, what, um, what writing projects are you up to at the moment? Have you got anything new since the last time we spoke? I know the answer's probably got to be yes. <laughs> yes, like, yes, yeah, actually. Yeah. I just finished uh my three-year-old is a barbarian and other parenting problems and it's sequel (laughs) i was just gonna give the audience a second to process that title that's brilliant my three-year-old is a barbarian and other parenting problems fantastic And, and then its sequel is uh is uh orcs in portland and other social justice issues so it it's actually my first time going into a fantasy series and and the premise of the first book the reason why the three-year-old is a barbarian is a bunch of people from portland uh oregon usa uh get put into the bodies of basically the equivalent of the lord of the rings heroes so you have a three-year-old that gets put into the bottom of into the body of a barbarian so his mind gets put into the barbarian's mind and then his mom uh, gets put into the body of a halfling (laughs) (laughs) and so uh as a having had a three-year-old at one point in my life three-year-olds love to just like swing things around and twirl around and so i think it would be really funny to have like this giant barbarian swinging a battle axe and twirling around with a battle axe while the mom who's the size of a halfling is powerless to do anything about it. That's uh, because incredibly you know, dangerous. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because as a parent, three-year-olds are easy to manage because you're so much bigger than them. <laughs> if they do something dangerous, you could just literally pick them up and move them out of the situation. You know. Yeah, I have that with my cat. <laughs> as um, whenever right. <laughs> whenever we paint, he's like, mmm, tasty." <laughs> like he will not eat proper cat food, but he loves the smell of paint, and he'll just try and stick his head in it. 
So I have to like <laughs> when we were decorating, I was just carrying him under one arm while we were moving stuff around because he would just grope and reach out for the paint. He's just it's like addicted to the smell of paint. It's it's a real problem. And I think I've heard three year olds are the same with plug sockets. They are, yeah. You gotta stick these little things in, in, in the wall or else they'll stick whatever they can in them, you know. So yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, it's a it, it's a comedy fa fantasy series, and you know it's I I it's kind of in the vein of uh like like I don't know like for example I think one of my favorite sequences in in the book is uh just to give you an example of the humor is there's a like a, when the people get take get into the bodies of the heroes they're out trying to figure out how to get back to our world. And uh, the uh, the this captain is chasing after them, and uh, yeah. every time something goes wrong, the captain kills one of his underlings. So by, by the time at the end of the book he <laughs> catches up to them, he's all men attack, and they're like, "Men, sir, there's only one left." <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, I love that because that's just taking the evil villain to its <laughs> most logical conclusion. <laughs> right, like if yeah. he's going to kill someone every time he gets mad, he's not going to have any lackeys left. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, if you're, you know, those maybe have another six, seven months of editing to go on them. They're the rough drafts are done, but I gotta do some work as far as like, you know planting some seeds for the second book and later in the series in the first book. Uh, and then I got to do some uh, more editing because I found in the second, and this is why I didn't publish the first book right away. Uh, I, I, I had to, I wanted to figure out how magic worked because all fantasy series have like, this is how magic works. And I finally settled on people sing. So yeah, I thought it'd be works. very funny to do like, it's the karaoke version of magic. And yeah. since all the world people are from our world, they, you know, think of songs from our world to sing to cast their spells, you know. So, uh, get jiggy with yeah, me. that works. That right, that works for me. That sounds really good. I'm wondering, you know, my three year old is a barbarian. Are you going to be posting excerpts on your website? Uh, yeah. So there's a Kindle. The kind of first iteration of it is out on Kindle Vela. So I do have some excerpts available on Kindle Vela. I tried it as that. Uh, so you can go ahead and do that. I could send the Kindle Vela link. Uh, yeah, that will be included in the podcast. Oh, we've just got a warning that we've got less than 30 seconds left. Oh, no. All right. So, uh, well, then there we go. So uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say, if you want to get an idea of my humor, you could also check out Time Burrito. I'll put the link in the podcast. Time Burrito is a sci-fi comedy about a guy trying to find the perfect breakfast burrito <laughs> and it's a four book series so if you like the first one <laughs> there's more to read it's got great uh, reviews on amazon as well definitely check that out uh, what's your website yeah uh so website is aaronfrail.com nice uh, yeah pretty I, easy i think we should 